If you're an average player, you want to be left alone, right? Because you want to be able to slide by. If you're a good player, you want to be coached. If you're a great player, you want the coach to tell you the truth every day. Did I hustle on that play? Did I make the right read? Did I play the guy with the right leverage? You want to know every play. Because you know why? They want to be perfect. Everybody here makes a choice to do one of those three things. Welcome to the GOAT Consulting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to people striving to be a GOAT, the greatest of all time, serving it up in a way that you can get it in all stages of life. Hey, I'm Colby Jubinville, and welcome to another episode of the GOAT Consulting Podcast right here in Nashville, in studio and VC Productions, always at the table. So glad to be here today with my good friend, Tyler Burnett, the founder and CEO of the GOAT family of brands and the GOAT empire. It's welcome. nice that me and uh, my friend across the table have the GOAT turf hat on, but yours tends to be uh, left out of the show. I've got a visor. I've got a visor in the car. Okay. In fact, I'm going to give that visor to Susan Askew. Oh. Susan is... Down at uh, Swanee, we met years ago, and she's a fan of the show. She left us a great, um, she did a great. Uh, what do you call that? Review. Reference, review, recommendation. Yeah, and um, and so I'm, I'm going to send her a, a visor for that awesome. to Spe- the left. Speaking with- of which, if you like the show. Yeah. Share with your friends, your lovers. Yeah. Leave us a comment. Leave us a like. Rate us five stars. Give us some feedback. Yeah, we gotta, we, that. yeah, that would be great. Never settle. My friend wearing the shirt that says never settle, and I know he he doesn't settle just about on anything in his life, but he we call him the it's LinkedIn true. whisperer. He's the calming force to our show. Uh, a creative force as well. Uh, John Thank Byers. You. John, thanks for being here today. You're welcome. We had a great guest uh, in our last episode, Sally McRae. Gosh, she was great. And kind of that leads right into what we're going to be talking about today. And I think it's almost uh, an expansion. It's almost it, it, a part three. It is. It is. It's just another way to connect the dots yeah. as we continue in this journey called the Goat Consulting Podcast. And it's powered by Dev Digital. Uh, Dev Digital. They're not afraid to put their hand on the plow. They're not afraid to make it work. No. And they do all things digital and uh, the healthcare space, the education space. They give Nashville so much energy. So we appreciate uh, them being with us in this journey. We serve it up in a way that you can get it. We're all about the stages of life and career. In our 20s, we're taught to get in the game. In our 30s, we're taught to move up in the game. In our 40s, we try to stay in the game because those 30-year-olds are so damn good. In our 50s, we say, what is it that I really want? That's what the research tells us. And we are the GOAT, the greatest of all time. In sports, it's easy to see. It's people that are recognized for their greatness. But in business, it's people that compete on unique perspective, education, experience. What they do gives them energy. And it gives other people energy, creates new levels of challenge and new levels of opportunity. Kind of sums up your life in, in the last five years in three sentences. Yeah, it does. You did a great job. <laughs> Thank and, you. and can we, you Thank know, you. do new levels of challenge and new levels of opportunity? Can we just recognize our friends at VCE Production for yeah. this beautiful clock? You know, <laughs> if you watch us on YouTube uh, for the last 59 episodes, we've, or how many we've hit, we've, we've, we've done it clockless. We've had to, we have had to tap the iPhone to check the time uh, throughout the day. Never, never thinking. Maybe we should put. A timer. I think Tyler mentioned that one time, but now we have we have arrived, folks. We have finally arrived. We have, we have made it. In. Plan, do, check, act. We there, came up with a plan. Thank you. Plan, do, plan. check. It's working. Yeah. We're checking it, and it's Thanks working. to Davey the next, and our friends the, at DC. The next thing we can do is if we get the clock moved where I can actually see it and it's not behind <laughs> the camera. But it's baby steps. We're ever evolving. And we do appreciate Davey behind the board there. Davey is getting full uh, high school or college credit by uh, doing a – producing our show and we're so thankful uh, for you doing that for us today we got a great show for you today 
And this show is is brought to you again through the mind of John Byers. John, you, so excited. You uh, you liked the show. You like this idea because it again fits into your extreme sports genre. Yeah, and extreme athletes obsession. genre. Well, that's his lane. You know, I mean, he is a yes triathlete. I mean, I was just a Division three college football player. We'll talk about that later. But I hope so. This is called this. This show is called Free Solo, and it's about expensive preparation. Yes, as opposed to cheap preparation. Yes, or mildly. Well, it's also a play on words, right? Free solo, expensive preparation. Mm. Did you pick up? On I that still don't too? get that. So, Free Solo, uh, as many of you might have seen, Alex Honnold's um, documentary on. Climbing El Capitan, which is in Yosemite yes. National Park, and he did it without ropes. Not, wow. It is the highest peak in the United States, I think. I'm fairly confident of that. It, it uh, extends over 3,000 uh, feet in the air, and the fact that he did it, um, climbed it without a rope, just blows my mind. I, I've never watched anything on TV episode where I was so like my heart was so into like I can't even explain my hands were sweating I was oh, watching the episode oh. like just so engaged in this if you haven't seen it it's fascinating and it's worth I feel like you know when you ta- when you taste something and it's really bad and you're like this is terrible taste it <laughs> they're like why would I do that <laughs> When, well, have, we, when have you done that? We do I, that all the time. I, when you're at Taco true. Bell? That's or true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I guess you're but, right. But, so, but I would encourage you to watch this because it's fascinating. We like seeing people uh, suffer, maybe. And, <laughs> I guess. And achieve. And so this, pre- this, this episode for me is an episode on preparation. And it's expensive. And I thought of two things when I thought of preparation – Preparation is risk reduction, and it is just suffering. Mm. We don't get better without preparation. Nothing good ever happened without preparation. And Alex even says it uh, at one point. He said, I've never wanted to be a lucky climber. I want to be a great climber. Just want to, I want to repeat back what you said. Nothing good happened without preparation. Is that true for everything? Give me an example otherwise. <laughs> road trip. Like the movie Road Trip? Just a, just Because I was in that movie, by the way. <laughs> I know with that. Tom, with Tom Green. Just a road trip. There's no prep. It's That's what makes it great is the spontaneity of it. So I, can you really say nothing? But, but you had to prepare. You had to buy the car or rent the car. You had to. Is that what we're talking about? There was preparation in it. I'm not saying there aren't things we can enjoy without preparation. Okay, I just want to make sure. But any great, uh, no one ever said I any took, great accomplishment. I I just uh, without much thought went on a road trip and it and it was the greatest achievement I've ever had in my life. Well, I, I like I like this sentence. Right? Yeah, I did like, anybody well, ever say that? It's possible. I like this sentence though. It's the ultimate combination of preparedness, passion, love, and risk taking. Mm-hmm. Isn't that good? That is good. What is it? What? How does that? How do you see that idea being a part of expensive preparation? 
Well, it's easy to see when you watch the documentary. So okay. obviously I'm going to point back. The whole episode is hinges on the free solo documentary of Alex Honnold climbing. And let's just let me just go ahead and share. I mean, it, this he is my goat obviously for the episode. Yeah. But I but the uniqueness about it is I wrote it like this. It's like the trivecta of goat. It's like the holy spirit of goat. Okay. Because it it's Alex it's the mountain, and it's the moment that he reaches the top. It's like the person, place, thing of goats, the, the, the Holy Spirit of goats, person, place, and thing. We each typically share a person, place, or a thing. This is all three in the same moment for me. I like it. And the whole episode is about him preparing. And I would even say that it doesn't even touch it, well, it, that's not true. It barely touches the surface of the level of preparation that he puts in to which he ends up climbing that in under four hours, by the way, three hours and 56 minutes, 3,000 feet tall. And, and keep in mind, f- almost four hours, and if I was him, I would say it was not four, it was three hours and 56 minutes, so we'll honor him in that way, of constant Thank you. tension on his legs, calves, butt, forearms, Shoulders. Uh, soleus. Everything. Your soleus. Remember from the other episode? <laughs> yes, your soleus. That's right. <laughs> what about the ropes? I mean, not only do you do this and and have all the pain that you talk about, but this guy, say his name for me one more time, Alex. Alex Honold. Honold did it without ropes. He, he seriously did, did. He climbed this mountain without ropes. So if, if, he, if he misstepped, he died. Death. Would you do that? No, I wouldn't climb thirty feet. Davy, would you? <laughs> so, so listen. So listen to this. I wouldn't either. So listen to this. He's being interviewed by this guy I that that thirty feet that is an ice climber, and and, oh, and so he said, go. "Have you ever ice climbed?" And Alex, this is after he does this, right? He says, "No, I don't ice climb. It's too risky, and <laughs> <laughs> it's too dangerous." And of course, the guy laughs. But as you as you think about what no, he no. what he accomplished, there's there's in the, on this mountain, El Capitan, they call it El Cap. We'll do that so, so we can also be cool for this episode. But there's 33 pitches. There are 33 sections of this mountain that are – here's how they define a pitch, by the way. Okay. A steep section of a mountain requiring a rope. Oh. <laughs> 33 times there was a requirement – to pass it with a rope, and he did it without one. And here's what he said about it. Some moves are insecure. They're scarier. So it's important to think through how how I will feel when I'm there so that I know what what it will feel like so I can execute. You know, this is interesting. Pause that right there because – that is the same thing that Sally said in preparing for Badwater 135. Everybody talks about it being physical, and this is what she sh- is as an no, extension of that No, but she said, thought. I wanted to be ready for everything. Ultimately, I chose to feel every second an yes. ounce of discomfort. Yes. I, I've never thought about that before. I don't know if I could physically or mentally do what they're describing. I think that has to be taught. How do you prepare to feel something that you've never felt before? We 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 look at these Sally McRae's of the world, professional athletes, 
obviously Alex Honnold, and we think what incredible physical shape they're in, and it's true. And they're in even more mental shape than they are physically because they put themselves in a scenario. So as I tra- as I answer that question for myself, and I think about it in business, because the best lessons for me that we talk about on this ep- on on the show and in life, I can easily translate in from sport to business to marriage to parenting across the board relationships. Right. Here's what it looks like in business. Helping a client think through firing their current consultant that I'm going to be replacing. Because what we do is we feel like, I, let me let me speak for myself, it, in my past, outside of the last couple of years, as I would get to a place where I was going to be hired by a client, I felt like that was the win. And in some degree it was. Yeah. What I do today is I is they say, okay, what's our next step? Well, you need to assign us, hire us, and here's what that looks like. But you also need to let your your current guy know. Okay, I'll do it. Okay, hold on a second. Uh-huh. Have you thought about what that conversation is going to look like? Mm. Have you thought about what it what it's going to feel like? Because what what I've also had happen in the past is they get on that and it's an emotional tie connection relationship that's just too hard to break. So let's talk about it now before you go there. So as, as Alex put it, it's important for me to think through how I will feel in those moments, that mental rehearsal, right? So that when I'm there, I can execute. That's yeah, the business connection. I, I get that. And so I, I can relate that to my own experience. Um, when when I played football in college and in high school, um, before uh, this point in my life, I would have tremendous performance anxiety. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would shake. They call it the yips in sports, right? Don't they call it the yips? <laughs> it's new to me, but I like that. But I, I was Baseball-wise. Yips. Baseball yips? More like the, the catcher can't throw the ball back to the pitcher. Mm. Is that, that is the yips that happens? It's happened in Major League Baseball. Really? Oh yeah. But so so finally, here's what I said to myself: Once you get past the first hit, mm-hmm. then everything's okay. And so I would just once I got to that first hit, then I felt it. So when I hear that statement about feeling that, what what I relate to now when I go out and speak, or when I go into a boardroom to, um, to deal with conflict. Or if I'm walking into a classroom where I got to bring the energy at a level that I haven't brought before, that's what I say to myself. I remember back yeah. to that time when I had that first hit because once I got that first hit, then I was like, "Hey, let's go! This is fun." Well, and yeah. and Ty- Tyson said it right. I mean, there's a goat, right? I mean, Tyson said everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. <laughs> yeah. So, so what did he do? Yeah, he got punched in the face and prepared for those moments, right? Yeah, and certainly there's something different about it when we're actually in the game, in the match, in the arena, fill in the blank. But how do we prepare for those? That's what Alex really is the goat of doing. All right, and w- and what he did is he he did these 33 pitches. He mastered those, and so when he got there, it didn't seem risky for him anymore. So it he, wa- he it did, wasn't risky. He did practice it. He went and did it. Well, he had climbed the mountain 50 times already okay. with ropes. 50 I, times. I got you. And he practiced those pitches. He cre- recreated them off the mountain and did them without ropes 
probably hundreds of times, so that by the time he got there, he experienced the feeling of what it was going to, the, the muscle memory, the feeling in his head. There were certain places where the wind would blow, it would be more airy, and you're looking down at 2,000 yeah. feet, and oh you're, two, you're two-thirds of the way through. I'm, I'm literally having, like, goosebumps now yeah. thinking about it. Because you, you have problems with heights. I do not like heights. Yeah. yeah. It was intense preparedness, <clears throat> and it was, here's how I wrote I wrote three things. Okay. It, it was intimate. He created intimate familiarity with those 33 pitches. There were no hacks, and there was suffering required. Mm. Mm. Intimate well, familiarity, no hacks, suffering required. That leads me to my goat. Okay. Do it. Um, which kind of ties into Iron Man. And, and uh, matter of fact, on, on one of his programs, it says, think of this as an Iron Man for your brain. Andy Frasella, 75 hard. Mm. And what he does and how overweight he was and – he put this program together called 75 Hard. I, I've tried it one time. I really need to get back. I got to day 17. And uh, it's just a, a really, I think as much as anything from, from the Sally McRae episodes, we talk about the mental strength that you got to have. Yeah. And uh, this program, it, it, that's what he's designed this program for. You know, he realized that the, the weightlifting and stuff is super important and the diet is super important, but the biggest thing to overcome is the, the mental side of it. And so he's put a list together of well, I think it's like seven or eight things. You got to drink a gallon of water every day. Right. You got to work outside forty-five minutes. You got to work inside, inside. forty-five yeah. minutes. Uh, you got to read ten pages of a book, and uh, you got to take a picture of yourself every day. Habits. Yep, creating the habits. So, right, John. The habits. It is I just love habits. what he's done with his life. I love what he tries to do with other people's lives and help them too. And he's a no BS kind of. Do you guy. know? You know, I'm interested. Do you know uh, what was the moment that he decided? This, I'm always interested where ideas are born in people, yep. right? Uh, where Sally came to this idea of, hey, I'm going to focus on how I respond mm-hmm. and versus waiting. So, do you know where he had this moment where he said uh, he spent the he uh, spent years feeling like he was nothing and floating through the days with no game plan, no results, letting myself go mentally and physically, yeah. trying program after program to get back on track, only to fall off right after I completed it. I knew I wasn't the only one going through this. I knew there were people just like me going through the same struggles. I realized that the root cause of all problems were not addressed by any existing programs because the real problem I had was, me. was the lack of mental toughness and discipline. That's when I decided to take matters in my own hands. He was disappointed in, in where he was. And I think there are – We I brought this up. Oh gosh, the, he doesn't even look <clears throat> overweight. Yeah, not, not bad, but not good either. I brought this up on the episode with Sally, and there are different types of disappointment, and I think two main types of disappointment. And and he was at a place where he was disappointed in his life, but he had not. But there's another type of disappointment. It's earned disappointment. Mm. And you talk, as you've I talked about that before. As I think you? I mentioned it with Sally. I think at the end of that 2018 race, she earned the right. To be disappointed when gotcha. she when she wasn't able to finish, she only finished seventh yeah. uh, in the toughest foot race in the world. But she earned the right to be disappointed that she didn't finish first because yeah. she had trained relentlessly. She didn't know how to do it better until the end of that race. But she earned the right. As as you think about uh, this this very sensitive topic of Georgia being the national champion championship currently in, in football. I, I was going to um, Alabama earned the right to be disappointed <coughs> at the end of that game, right? Yes. They earned the right. They had a great season. They prepared. They had already won uh, against Georgia, and yet 
still they earn the right. So I think there's a difference in how we view disappointed disappointment because there have been times that I tried to do something and failed, and I thought, you know, I could have done better. Not in like I didn't know I could have done better, but I knew I could have trained, been done, performed, created these habits, and I knew it along the way, and I didn't. That's not an earned disappointment, right? She said, ultimately, I choose to feel every second and every ounce of discomfort. And it reminds me, so let's take this back to a, a um, tangible takeaway for business where you talk about this idea of not only did you think the win early on in your career was just getting the business, but the win ultimately was, and when they said, and we've got to tell our other group that they're not, we're not going to engage right. them anymore, then you seeing the opportunity to help them navigate that as well. It's a mental rehearsal. Yeah. Like, what, 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 what was the moment where you said, but this is a role that I need to play for my client as well? Well, I think it had, it had been on the side where I thought, hey, like, yeah, yeah, we're going to, we can get this and take this, take care of this. But, but then getting the call back to say, you know what, we just couldn't do it. Oh, like the guy went to my wedding. So like I can't, he came to my wedding. I can't fire him. So really it was a strategic response to closing the deal. I don't think I viewed it as a strategic response to closing the deal. I viewed it as, and yes, I mean, I guess it could be seen that way. I viewed it as, okay, let's think through that together. Okay. Let's think through me, this mental rehearsal together. And Alex talks about, uh, um, the three things, and, and this is that practical takeaway, he talks about mental prep, physical prep, and root-specific prep. I like that. And it's very easy to apply that to to his training, as as you will easily see some of those things in the documentary. But mental prep, he I love how he put it. He says, I built, uh, I, I built and prepared over smaller climbs. Yeah. What's that? That's habits. Yeah. He, he incorporated habits in these smaller things, and it built a belief and a self-confidence in doing something that had never been done before. Physical prep, he said, that's the easiest thing to do because you can just always do more to train physically. Yeah. So he kind of brushed over that, and then root-specific prep, memorizing the actual moves. And I th as we think about our business conversations, hard conversations that we have to have in business, marriage, parenting, relationships, memorizing some actual things, re mental rehearsing some of those, um, not in like a one-up strategic kind of way, but like thinking through, like what's going to happen here? What am I going to feel so we can be better prepared? So is it is it the earned disappointment? Is that the trigger event that leads you to feel it with yourself and the client? Yes. So that's, to me, that's a very powerful aha moment mm -hmm. is once you get to that place of earned disappointment, then you can feel in ways that you really haven't felt before. You, you, I'm not sure you even had the capacity to feel them before. Yeah. Like, like Sally talked about, right? I finished that 2018. I didn't even know what I didn't know. I thought I knew. But I didn't. And the earned disappointment for you in that particular case is you do all this work. The stage is set. They tell they give you the cue they're going to buy, and then they say, "Hey, we can't do it." Not only the cue, but like the, the 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 we get hired, and yet the the initiation, like the what's what we might think is the easiest part, like sign this and this is done, kind of. But that's is the not. is the roadblock. Yeah, interesting. You know, I thought this was cool and a and a interesting story, but we're all familiar with Cliff Bar, right? Uh, yeah, I eat them. 
Yes. So you know, on the front of Cliff Bar, they have a guy Cliff that's, Sugar Bar that's cli- rock climbing, and he's hanging with a with a he's tethered. He's a tethered climber with a rope, and they were a sponsor for Alex Honold for a number of, of years. They were. Until they withdrew their sponsorship, and here's what they said: they said. Alex is taking element of risk to a place where we as a company are no longer willing to go. What? Because he was doing it without a rope. And and Alex, I have not heard him comment on that. Maybe he chose not to, but here's what I think he might say. I think he might say or argue by saying, if you mm. knew the level of my preparation, you would understand how little risk is actually involved in what I'm what I do. That's how I think you would Life respond. is perception. I don't – I can't even hear what you're saying right now because I've just made a gut-level decision that I will no longer buy Cliff Bars. Wow. I'm not going to support that. You put a picture – that is Alex on the on that packaging. In my mind, nobody does it better. He's a goat. He's a goat. He is the goat. They dropped him because he was taking too much risk. Because they thought the level in which he was – performing was too risky. I, I want to say this to anybody that's willing to send this up to Cliff Bar. Whoever the person that's sitting in a CEO or COO or CMO position that made this decision, you don't know anything about marketing, feelings, or people. My goat. They probably It was probably the same guy that, that, that worked at <laughs> M&M's when E.T. was filmed, and he said, no, we're not going to do E.T. You need to go to Reese's, and they hired Reese's. It's the same guy, I bet. My goat is the poet Maya Angelou uh, because here's what she said. They will remember what you said. They will remember what you did, but they will never forget mm. the way you made them feel. And somebody up at Cliff Bar or whatever the parent company is, <laughs> they need to understand that. I'm not buying Cliff Bars anymore. Do you have a recommendation? Um, I'll get back to you. Scratch them off the list for sponsorship. Did you say who your goat is or not? Well, I, I, I it's spoke, Alex. It's Alex, but it's also the the trivecta goat, Alex El Cap, and the moment he climbed it all in one, the Holy Spirit of goats, right there. Wow. <clears throat> cliff bars are off the table for me. From Southwest. Hey, da- da- Davey, just t- tell the tell the higher ups, no more cliff bars. You with me? <laughs> Done. <laughs> for Tyler Burnett uh, and John Byers, who wearing a shirt that says "Never Settle," and we won't settle for cliff bars anymore. <laughs> Go out and climb your mountain. I'm Colby Jubinville, and this is the Good Consulting Podcast. Oh.